I don't know how you cope with that because <laughs> if that ever happened to me, I I will not be able to to do it. I will need a lot of help and support to to go through that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's really difficult. Hello and welcome back to the Outdoor Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and you're listening to the podcast that is all about the tinnitus science and how you can live your absolute best life despite whatever your tinnitus might be, whether you have ringing, hissing, crickets, highs, swooshing, whooshing, whatever it might be, we support and help you on your road to habituation where tinnitus stops bothering you, goes into the background and you can claim your old life back. This is everything that we do. So if you're interested in finding out more um, about what I do and want to grab a free copy of my emergency guide to tinnitus, then I suggest you head over to www.tinnitus-guide.com. But uh, in today's episode, we're getting into a conversation that I had um, a while ago with my wife, Stefania. Um, Stefania and me talk about the importance of tinnitus management and including your relatives, family and friends in your process of managing tinnitus. Um, I talk a little bit about my own personal story with tinnitus, being born deaf on my left ear and having had tinnitus and a hearing aid for the last uh, 15 years. And yeah, so come and join us in this podcast episode where Stefania, my wife and I talk about our or my experience with tinnitus and how she relates to that. So without further ado, let's do the intro and get right into the episode with my wife Stefania. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by MyTinnitus.club. MyTinnitus.club is your special online habituation community, a community of many, many people who together learn to live their absolute best life despite tinnitus. You learn science-based tools and tips and tricks and strategies on how to live tinnitus behind, uh, live your best life, really reclaim everything that's most important to you. And you do that in a community of amazing people with the help of my coaching programs that has helped over hundreds of people all over the world. So go to www.mytinnitus.club to claim your 14 days free trial. Join one of the frequent events that we have every single week and see how my science-based coaching program will help you to live your best life despite tinnitus. Hey, Stefania. Um, <laughs> this is uh, funny because I just basically just uh, asked you um, just a couple of hours ago whether you wanted to participate in my podcast because I thought it was really interesting to see... Um, basically what uh, people outside from the family or the environment think about tinnitus and like all the uh, difficulties that people have around tinnitus. So thanks very much for coming on. <laughs> How do you feel? Um, well, I was actually expecting for you to invite me to your podcast. I was like, okay, he's been doing a lot of interviews with all these um, researchers and his friends. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just here listening to you edit the podcast and I'm not there. Okay, ah. we'll see how that goes. Okay, okay. Well, now finally you're here and I'm uh, super glad that you are. Um, well, yeah, maybe we'll share a bit um, about our story. So uh, 
Stephanie and me, we live in Berlin together for nearly three years already. Yes, it's um, going to be three years next August. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, we got married last year. Um, where are you from originally? Actually, well, I'm from Colombia. I was born and raised in Colombia, Barranquilla. If some of you know the city, not just because of Shakira, but yes, she's also from there. Um, and I live... <laughs> I live also, well, my parents now live in Cartagena, which is just a city nearby in the coast, Caribbean coast. So that means that we have, um, we have all year long summer, which is awesome, especially now yeah. that it's been raining for the past two days here in Berlin. So I'm actually really missing the sun right now. Yeah, me too. And well, I mean, all the more um, something for me to be grateful that you're here with me and that you chose to, uh, for now, spend your life with me in uh, Berlin. I mean, for now, I'm saying because maybe we'll move some sometime as well to another place where it might be more sunny again. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hope that too. I thought that it will be different. <laughs> I think that um, yeah. my image of winter was completely different than what yeah. we had for the past three years already yeah 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 I, I was yeah i was expecting sun and snow yeah and a white christmas yeah. and i don't think we had that no 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 <laughs> like the only white christmas you get here is uh i don't know like once once in a decade you have some snow somewhere around december or february uh and that's basically it i know that we had one day of snow in, in all these years that you're here but anyways we're, dr we're drifting off a bit i think so uh let's get back to what uh, everyone is uh here about which is tinnitus but i think i also like to set a bit of a background so people get to know me better and they know who i am what i do what my circumstances are and uh since uh well, now you're here, my wife, and you're a very, very big part and important part in my life. So I think that is interesting for the people who listen to this podcast as well, because, I mean, they have family and friends who support them as well and who um, basically could also benefit from the story that we both can share. And um, yeah, so uh, uh, I mean, I know that you yourself don't have tinnitus, but like, what is what is your what is your experience or what are your thoughts on tinnitus? What, what do you think about it? So before meeting you, I didn't know that tinnitus was a condition or that even existed. Mm. Like none of my friends ever had it or yeah. I never or no one, if they yeah. did had it, like shared yeah. um, that they were going through this. Yeah. So when, when you explained me what it was, for me, it was... It was really difficult to understand what you were going through because mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's got to be really, really stressful yeah. not being able to concentrate because you always have this ringing on your ears. Yeah. And on my one ear, actually. Well, yeah. on your ear. <laughs> yeah, I know, but sorry about that. No, all good. Um, so when, when you tell me, like, when we wake up sometimes and that you, t you just tell me that your, your tinnitus is really loud... Yeah, sometimes that happens, yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult, especially because there's not so much that I can do for you because yeah. there's not, okay, yeah. I'll give you this tea or, hey, I can do this and I can do that and it will be better. Right. Right. I can just be there for you. I can just show you that I can support right. you, that I want to support you, that I can help you with right. whatever thing that I can actually yeah. Yeah. do yeah. 
yeah. to make you feel yeah. a bit less stress yeah. so that can help with your tinnitus. But something that I can say, okay, I have to do this in order right, to, right, right. there's nothing that I can do. No, sure. At that moment, it's just however you're feeling. Yeah. And but I mean, I mean, in my in my 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 big thing also in terms of coaching is like understanding how people feel, and like for other people to understand the people when they feel bad, you know. So like basically, when when I feel bad and you're empathic with me and you you have the time and you invest the time in like talking to me or like trying to help me calm down, then that's already a big a very big step, you know. And I think that's very beneficial that we also do this podcast right now where we basically say that uh, friends and family of people who suffer from tinnitus, they can also benefit from listening to this because it's really important just to be there for the person. Not to say like, you know, like, oh, you know, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Come on, it's just a it's just a slight ring. It can't can't be too bad in your in your ears, you know, like it can't be can't be too bad. Um, just focus on something different and, and don't worry about it. But like, no, you know, when it's bad for that person, it's bad for that person. And just like support that person where they are at and and try to be there for them. And then and then the rest will, will come by itself. But like, yeah, I'm really appreciative that you basically unconditionally offer me support and just say like, hey, I'm, I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. And that already already goes a long way, you know? Like, I mean, it, that's different from, I mean, talking to someone like me who, who does this as a professional coach and who who chose to 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 spend his professional life and career in coaching people with tinnitus and helping them. But the first thing, and the people who are always around the people who suffer from tinnitus, they should be the first net, you know? They should be the first people yeah. to sort of be there for them and take care of them and, and be there for them. So, um, but it's it's pretty, pretty similar to any other family condition, I guess, you know? Like when, when someone else in the family suffers from something and then you know the rest of the family is just there for them exactly and obviously you are the i will say that you are the best person or the best per i guess that um since you're suffering from this you are the best person who could help uh the people who are starting to you to suffer from tinnitus because you're going through this you've already been through this yeah. and you know how it feels like yeah. someone who's outside who is an outsider like in a certain way like me mm. will not be able to understand the way that you the, the way that you do it yeah so yes i'm here for you but i know that the same um i know that the people who are starting to suffer tinnitus even if they go with their families they will not be able to understand the way that you someone like you would yeah yeah but like so just to make this a bit more uh, that you can focus on it, like I've, I've done this before. I, I showed you a tinnitus sound on YouTube, right? So what yes. do you, like I showed it to you and then I was like, well, this is basically it. This is me 24-7. I, I don't know how you <laughs> cope with that because if that ever happened to me, I, I will not be able to, to do it. I will need a lot of help and support to, to go through that yeah. because yeah. it's really difficult um yeah yeah being um, able yeah. to focus being able to sleep being able to to continue with your life yeah and not paying attention or trying to minimize it, uh, the attention that you're putting into this it's got to be really difficult as well yeah um yeah. continue with your normal life yeah it's what you got to do yeah that's like you yeah. cannot just go and get your open a door and say like okay out I am because I have tinnitus I can't I, I have to stop everything especially like if you have if you have family and a job and and maybe children you know like you 
you're around people and you have your life set up and then tinnitus happens and then suddenly you know like you're like you feel exactly the way you just said like you, you think you can't do this anymore but i mean you have to like mm. there's no there's no way out you know like there's you just you just got to continue yeah exactly you can do in a different ways you know you can look for help you can find a ways that you will not be completely taken by your tinnitus yeah find your own way something like the methods that works for you yeah and if you cannot find it on your own you can always look for someone like you someone who can coach you yeah. and show you yeah what might work or what had worked for you or for that person yeah. and, and and that's really so you seriously never have heard of anything like that before and no mm. one in your family neither none of your friends like no one really like even now um after you know me and you know what i do now obviously so like you don't you don't really know anyone apart from me who has tinnitus actually um i recently discovered that one of my good friends have been suffering from tinnitus for almost four or five years but she never told me she she just continue yeah. listening to the ring yeah. in one of her ears yeah. but yeah. she she but she never shared it with me like yeah. when i was telling them hey my husband that's uh, like he's a professional professional hey my husband is a professional tinnitus coach and then she was like oh yeah but this happened to me uh, with fireworks that exploded really close to ah, me, and then after that, I I just had this ring in my in my in my ears, wow. and and yeah, the doctors don't know what to do, and I just cope with it. Yeah. Like at the beginning, it was really difficult, but now it's like, hey, it's part of me. Right. But she never said right. anything because right. uh, maybe it was difficult for yeah. her to explain yeah. someone else. What yeah. was going? Yeah, I think that's a very common phenomena. Phenomena, and and I know that a lot of people suffer from tinnitus. A lot of people really suffer from it, but they like it's. That's why I say it's a silent. Epi it's a not so silent epidemic. I, I really like that um, that that wording. That it's a not so silent epidemic because um, like so many people who suffer from tinnitus, they actually don't share it with anyone else. It's like they greatly suffer from it, and they. They, they, they might suffer also from some byproducts, you know, they might also suffer from sort of like depressions and sleep issues and, and even maybe some burnout, but they don't really, they don't really talk to anyone about it because, you know, the first thing that they do is like they Google on the internet and then they find out like, oh, tinnitus, there's actually nothing you can do. Um, and then they just like sort of try to move on with their lives, but, but like it takes ages or like sometimes months, sometimes years to like at least start getting better and, and start accepting the fact that you now do have tinnitus and that you have no control over it. But like at first and, and, and especially when it's like really new and many people start suffering from it, they really don't know how to handle the situation. And um, I, I, I can understand. But on the other hand, like it's really sad to see, you know, because I mean, there are techniques and, and possibilities such as like cognitive behavioral therapy or or like just just some professional help, um, maybe also by other therapists that you can get in order to sort of like um, learn on how to change your cognition or your behavior around the tinnitus, you know. Um, but it's like I mean, it's it's help that you need to like that you have to get, you know. Like 
something that you have to claim. Like it's not just coming to you. We'll be back in the episode in just a short moment. I just wanted to share with you something that Dawn, uh, one of our Tinnitus Club members, talked about recently. She shares uh, her insights into Tinnitus habituation and what the community has been doing for her. And of course, we'd be super honored to welcome you into our community as well. But let's give uh, Dawn the word. I think... Um... I've had it for about the same as you, 15, 16 years, and I have habituated to it three times in the past. Uh, but this last time, um, I was just floored with it. I just didn't know how to deal with it. And uh, then I found this place, and it's taught me n no end. Um, how I was dealing with it was wrong. You know, it's taught me not to react to it. Um and like you said, it's nice knowing because I think it's a very isolated disease um, because you're the only one that can hear it. Your family can't, so you're you you're only you're the only one that knows what you're going through. Uh, but when you come to somewhere like this, it just it it's it makes it easier because you know that you're not on your own. And it's just probably been the best thing. I'm in the best place now in this last two years than I I have been for like I say in the last two years. I'm I'm just it's amazing what it's done for me. So if you're experiencing something that's similar to what Dawn is going through, then you know absolutely where to go and where to look and where to turn to. Um, we'd be super excited to welcome you in our MyTinnitus.club community. So if you head over to www.MyTinnitus.club, you can sign up for your 14 days free trial, um, join one of our members events, introduce yourself to our other members. We are currently getting a buddy system going so that people who are already way on their path to habituation can support and help other people who are newer in the community so if this is something that you want to uh, get into and you want to live your best life despite tinnitus then sign up for your free trial at www.mytinnitus.club but let's get back into the episode yeah but i'm guessing that uh like my friend in the end she's pretty much had to do it on her own right, right. because there was no there's no yeah. solution for that yeah and she visited different doctors who probably, oh, yeah, yeah mm. who probably study like a long time ago. And yeah. the only answer that she received was like, well, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. Right. You just have to get used to it or, huh, right. I'm sorry, but this is your life now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, and it's, 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 getting, it's getting worse, I think, especially probably also in countries like... Uh, Colombia, the penetration of people who have tinnitus and hearing loss is potentially even higher than here because, you know, like the streets and everything is much, much noisier in general, I would say. Um, um, there's less restriction for, you know, like there is no restrictions on how close you can build an airport next to people's houses and things like that, you know? Exactly. Uh, especially in Cartagena, like mm. some of my friends had houses that, or they live really close to the airport and yeah. they're just used to every two or three minutes yeah. having having a uh, flying uh, planes taking off and like landing yeah having a plane taking off and landing yeah so and we used to go and just watch the planes you yeah. know yeah but sure. we never thought about hey why does my like we never thought about what this might do to our ears yeah, I guess it's not so bad if you like go plane spotting once or twice and, and, and like... But when you are right next to the... Yeah, when you live right next to the 
thingy and or like even if you like stand five meters away from the plane when it takes off yeah that's 120 decibel right there in your ear that can like in under five minutes that can damage your hearing and it was funny because i was in cartagena for two months last year and i was so it, it was so surprising for me hmm. to notice and or to notice how loud everything is there yeah. like you get here into a shopping yeah. mall or yeah. just to a regular supermarket and everything is so quiet yeah but then <laughs> it's also a bit boring but yeah <laughs> yes but hey i don't want to be doing my shopping like just buying groceries and listening to music in every single aisle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And super loud and then going outside and people trying to get your attention with music yeah, yeah. and people with and a microphone. And louder, yeah, and louder. yeah, people with a microphone and just talking to you. Yeah, come yeah. And, and buy here, come and buy there. Yeah. And it's super yeah. loud because every yeah. single store that you go yeah. has one of this, like a person trying to get you to buy there. But it's, you cannot get a moment of yeah. silence there. Yeah. And then adding this to tinnitus, if you do have tinnitus and then you cannot get any type of help there because doctors are going to say you just have to deal with it. Right. So it's not the best conditions to live in. No, no, for sure not. Um, but I mean, that's that's similar to here as well, right? Like in the European or like maybe, maybe in the US and Canada and like pretty much anywhere in the world or Asia as well, like it really doesn't matter. Um, Whenever you go to the ENT, most of the time, like let's say in ninety percent of all cases, they will say like, "Oh, sorry, there's not there's not really anything I can I can do here for you." And uh, um, then people start googling, and then eventually, maybe sometimes I'm lucky, and they and they <laughs> and they and they find me, and then I, I I'm 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 able to uh, support them and, and help them with uh, my tips and tricks that I I learned when in my in my years with tinnitus and coaching people um but in 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 many cases people are really left alone with this condition that can lead to um uh, many other uh, 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 worse conditions like burnout and sleeping deprivation which uh, I I have my fair share but you know what after I met you and after I got to know your story with tinnitus it also had made me more aware of my own ears let's say like that yeah, 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 and yeah. that i have to be more careful yeah. i have to take care of myself of yeah. my ears yeah. because you know like between the two of us we have three years that, uh, <laughs> that work um <laughs> and yes. yes i am your ears and you are my eyes because i you're blind i'm basically. blind yeah mm. pretty much yeah um and yeah like i never thought about not having the volume turned of my, yeah turn off of my headphones of my or headphones or just listening to music to really loud even when i was alone at the like at my place or like yeah just you know like you when you wanna when you're alone and you just want to chill or you start just dancing on your own and you put music really loud sure but it's normal it's normal but it. still like when you are alone in your house why do you need to have Headphones. headphones really yeah. loud yeah. that's just going to damage your ears yeah. it's going to be yeah. on the long run it's not yeah. good for you no not at all um so i think that the person so i think that the people 
um, not also can be related to you because you have tinnitus, but also they can learn from you on how to take care of their ears yeah. in order for them not to start suffering from this condition. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. And this is this is something that I'm trying to do as well. You know, I'm trying to like tell people my story in order for them to basically avoid to be going through the same thing. I mean, my tinnitus has gotten worse gradually. So I'm trying to, you know, either, either prevent people from getting tinnitus at all or maybe even possibly preventing their tinnitus from getting worse if they can protect their hearing better, you know? And that is something that is really... Like that's really, really, really important, and I really want to make a difference in that. And I hope I can, I hope I can save a lot of ears. You know, I think the topic of hearing is still something that's really stigmatized uh, today. You can buy super cool prescription glasses and make them look nice, and they're sort of a fashion accessory as well. You know, so um, the fact that our hearing gets worse over time and that we lose it once we get older and uh, it's sort of like an old man's problem you know like that old guy who who has been been at war when he was younger and he's losing his hearing you know like it's actually not funny but like this is what the stigma seems like you know so when i first started like having a hearing aid um, um and that's a i think a funny story like that I, I, I really didn't want to have this hearing aid because I was like, I'm, I'm not a fucking 80, 80, 82 year old guy, you know, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to fall into that stigma, but it really helps me and it really makes my hearing better and my life much easier. Um, but it's bringing funny stories <laughs> into the podcast. <laughs> um, Let me hear yours. Yeah. So first time we met or the first time I saw you, I'm just... I saw this little thing on your ear. Yeah. And the first thing that I thought is, why is he wearing a Bluetooth headphone? Yeah. Is he a businessman or a businessman? Or, or why? Like being what? in calls all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Important like, guy. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, and then you explained me, yeah. and it was, it was funny because obviously, like, the only or the times that I saw someone with a hearing aid yeah. in Colombia was because they were already too old. Yeah. And they were really this old-fashioned... Like massive hearing aids. They're, they're really, right. really not... Right. not right. They're not cute. They're not... I mean, like, yeah, cute is a is a, is a, is a stylish access, accessory, but yeah, you're right, you're right. Like, it, it's it's been getting, like, they've been getting much smaller, and, you know, the, the one that I have, you can barely notice. And as you said, like, you, you nearly confuse it with, like, a small Bluetooth device that you might may be able to even listen music through, and which today in some hearing aids is even possible, you know? But, uh, yeah, I, I get what you mean. So that's, that's, but that's the whole kind of stigma around hearing aids and, like, all these these kind of things and and on and also something that that you I, I i i know that you raised that that you know no one wants to be vulnerable no one wants to like miss a sense or or be be you know like we all want to be flawless but yeah. uh, no one really accepts the fact that well you also technically have a flaw if you can't see properly but then you apparently just put some cute looking glasses on and that is very stylish and then you uh or you, you look, wear you look contact. sexy or smart or no oh no not even that or you wear contact lenses yeah. and no one noticed that yeah. you yeah. cannot see without them yeah. you know yeah. that yeah. you that one of your senses is not is impaired yeah exactly not functioning properly exactly yeah so you're also hiding the fact that you cannot see properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think one of the big 
key takeaways then should be that it's really important that we a destigmatize the hearing problem because people who actually would need a hearing aid are actually not getting it because they are thinking about the stigmatization and they think like oh no I'm not not old enough and that that brings a lot of downsides because it's already proven that early onset hearing loss that's not being treated and when it advances can also lead to early stage Alzheimer's disease and people's cognitive uh, abilities decline at a much earlier stage when they don't um, get their hearing uh, checked and, and 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 get a proper and and an accurate um, uh, hearing treatment, for example, with, with a hearing aid, for example. Um, but also that it's very important that people are aware of their sense of hearing and they protect their sense of hearing, for example, when going to clubs. And and this is something that like I I, I, I try to care, take care of the three ears that we have when, yeah. <laughs> when we go somewhere and I ask you like, hey, did you did you bring your earplugs? Actually, now. Um... Now, whenever I go out, I always keep a pair of earplugs mm. in my pockets or yeah. in my bag or whatever. And I notice a difference like, okay, I can still hear everything. Mm. I can perfectly hear everything. Yeah. I don't need to be without my earplugs. My, yeah. yeah, without my earplugs yeah. because I... I can enjoy the concert, I can enjoy the karaoke, I I can do whatever and I'm also protecting myself. Like I don't have to be bad because some like something colorful is is popping out of my yeah. of my yeah. ears. No, why? Yeah. yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Um I'm I'm just I'm just doing what I feel like is the best for me. Yeah. And if you feel like you need to wear an earpiece don't be ashamed or don't feel like yeah. you 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 don't have to or you don't need it just because you don't want to feel or you don't want people to notice yeah. th that you're not able to to hear properly yeah 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 100% i agree yeah i i completely agree and i think like destigmatizing um hearing issues is one of the first very major and big components and another one is like what you mentioned at the start that like, you know, people have a support network that they feel that their family is supporting them. Like in in your, in my case, it's you, my wife, and that I really appreciate that you support me this much and that you're always, always there for me. And that is very, very helpful, you know? And I think many people with tinnitus, they, they feel that this is really nice and helpful if they have someone who, you know, take care of them and who understands um, what it feels like and... I know that, uh, I mean, counseling can be really helpful with tinnitus as well and tinnitus patients and um, uh, psychotherapy has helped me along a long way already as well. But, um, you know, like I'm doing it a bit more personal, you know, I'm, I'm combining my personal uh, aspect of my personal uh, experience with tinnitus together with um, like cognitive behavioral practices and in that way I'm trying to, to help people. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to meet me and uh, and Stefania, you can always come to some of my seminars and uh, visit us here in Berlin, and we'll be happy to uh, to uh, meet up for coffee and and get in touch with you. Um, Stefania can make some glorious empanadas. <laughs> no, yeah, of course you can. I'm not committing to that, but yeah, why not? <laughs> oh come on! I think everyone would be super delighted to try one of your empanadas. Yeah. But okay, sorry, sorry for promising this on my podcast. Anyways, um, we'll see or not. If you get in touch with us, maybe I can I can make those empanadas work. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me today. 
Yeah, thank you for coming on. It was about time, okay? Yeah, I know it was about time, but uh, yeah, thanks for your enlightening and, and nice thoughts on, on tinnitus and, and on being such a supporting person um, of someone who tries to uh, do tinnitus coaching and, and, and try to uh, help the people with tinnitus. I'm here for you. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you very much for tuning into today's version of the Outering Tinnitus podcast, where my wife Stephanie and I talked a little bit about um, our tinnitus journeys or me about my tinnitus journey. And Stephanie talked about how she can relate to it. And yeah, um, this was a re-edit. So this podcast episode was recorded a few years ago. Um, now I can say after working with hundreds of people all over the world and turning my coaching program into a online course content and program at mytinnitus.club, I can say that I wouldn't have been able to do this if it wasn't for Stefania supporting me, uh, as she said in this end of this podcast. So I'm, I'm very, very, very thankful for her. Um, we, uh, haven't had the chance to, um, have those empanadas with podcast listeners yet. So if you are ever in Berlin, let us know and we will try to make those empanadas work for you. Um, promising something again without asking is not a good thing. But anyways, um, I am super grateful. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please give me um, a good review. Leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast. That really helps us to bring this content to ever more people. It rewards me and Stephanie for our work in the Tinnitus community. Um, And if you really want to go and get into everything that we do, then www.mytinnitus.club is the absolute best place for you to start. Um, we have online courses, weekly meetups, and everything you need to uh, really claim your old life back, habituate to tinnitus, and yeah, no longer be bothered by your tinnitus. I think that's uh, really what we describe it as, and that's also what our members describe it as, right? So... Any of these things will work for you. Um, in the description to the episode, you will, as usual, always find the uh, links to, for example, also my free guide, or you can simply go to www.tinnitus-guide.com. That's T-I-N-N-I-T-U-S-guide.com. All right. Then I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did enjoy it. Stefania is also the host of our uh, community. And uh, if you want to meet us, then you can come and join us in the community. And from our heart, from here in Berlin to wherever you're tuning into from, we thank you very much for being a guest and for listening into our podcast today. And we're wishing you all the best in your individual tinnitus journey. We can't wait to meet you inside our community. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.